ladies and gentlemen. It's the Mini Green Nation Podcast. Welcome to it. It's uh, bowl game time. Bowl game talk time. Recap of a bowl game time. <laughs> also tea time. Chicken well, soup time. Warm apple cider and some whiskey. There you go. I, I think yeah. You know, my wife only gives that to me when I, I complain. Like, Ugh. Oh, and I need something to drink. Let me have another beer. And she's like, what if I make you a warm up cider and a whiskey? I'm like, oh. go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets a good night drink. There's a little little water water bottle here. You know, a little milk there. It's a little whiskey. Recovery drink. Yeah, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, where are we in this week? It, it's Monday. Usually we do this Sunday, but uh, Aldo was dead, so he had to be revived. Uh, we sent him out there because we're cruel, cruel people. We're like, you know what? You're going to go out there and you're going to cover this game. Uh, yeah, so he was there, uh, and, you know, I I looked at all your pictures. And hopefully everybody followed Aldo Avina on Twitter before Elon Musk shuts it down. Uh, just a note on that, just a hedge against that. I reopened the long dormant. Well, I didn't reopen it because I just started a new one. But, you know, I had previously had a forum on there back, you know, when everybody had a little forum on your site. You kind of meant, meant it to be. You said it as a comment section for a while. Um, you know, this, that, and the other. A lot of it was me playing around with stuff. But I reopened that, so it's there. And it's, like, by invitation only for now. Um, so if you're I'm curious. Exclusive. Yeah, I mean, it is. But it's a lot of it so that way it doesn't, doesn't suck, right? Um, get a check mark with it. Uh, yeah, I can give you a check mark. <laughs> Just what color is it? You know, uh, for you, <laughs> be whatever color you want. Now, if you're looking at my hand, yeah, I'm playing NCAA 14 now. Just because I was like, you know what? I'm tired of seeing North Texas go seven and seven. <laughs> Let me just go back to the team that's won like three national championships in a row. <laughs> uh, five stars. Yeah, just five-star guys. I'm turning them away like, nah, you're five-star. You're not five-star enough. You're not our kind of five-star. Um, all right, so yeah, you went to the bowl game. Uh, from what I saw, you saw Eric Morris. Did you meet him? Did you shake his hand? Did you cough on him? No, I mean, <laughs> it was, and I sound like an old guy, but it was too loud at the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> I could not hear anything. That's no, it very, was, very loud. <laughs> it was really very fun. old. Um, if, if I compared it to the classic to this year, uh, I have no idea if there's more people at this one, but there was more energy. Uh, yeah. There was more excitement at this uh, tailgate and and ball game. Um, the the party, whoever the the special band was, they were playing loud. the The crowd was getting into it and stuff. The band was there. Uh, coach was there with uh, shaking hands with the president and and uh, talking with Jared Mosley, the new athletic director. And stealer of nice. tweet pictures. I saw you stole your tweet, your your picture, man. <laughs> he said you didn't even credit me. No, <laughs> my god. Dang. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we'll I see stole how it the is. light from one of their photographers. So I guess that. <laughs> yeah, he said we were posing for that guy, you know. But uh, <laughs> I thought your picture was good though. All right, so so it was too, <laughs> you're so old. <laughs> yeah, it's too loud here. <laughs> but I, I get it. You know, it starts getting loud all of a sudden. You're like, yo, it's time for bed. I could be reading. I could be sleeping. Um, so, bowl game in Frisco. It's, it seemed like that from the videos I saw. I didn't get to make it. Yeah, I, I'm always still mad to stay home. Um, I didn't get to make it up there, but it seemed from, you know, like you were there, a few people on the super secret Minion Nation Slack were there, uh, a few people that just only communicate with me via text are, were there. Seemed like you, like you said, everybody had a good time. Not a lot of people were in the stadium. I think the announced attendance was like twelve thousand of a twenty thousand capacity place. Is that about right? Yeah, that's about right. I mean, it felt more than last year, which was eleven thousand. <laughs> uh, but I think there was just a, a bigger presence, even as cold as it was. It was pretty bitterly cold out there. Yeah. Uh, even I've been out there in forty degree weather before, uh, and this felt cold. Um, so the fans really. <laughs> stuck through it through the whole game yeah and, and that's what i was gonna say right like that's that's the kind of thing that you don't maybe people bought tickets but they're like you know what we're not going like i'll, I'll buy it to support it but i'm not going 
or I was going to go, but I didn't go after all, or, you know, like, you know, you don't take kids. Maybe you would have taken some kids if it was like, I don't know, 60, 55 or something. It wasn't howling wind. So, that, you know, that, that in those ways, the, the bulls suffer. I think that bowl games are supposed to be like tropical and sunny. You know, it's supposed to be that way. And so when you go to a bowl game, it's like cold out there. You're like, uh, what was the point? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Uh, <laughs> but, you know. But, but people showed out, and there were kids out there, even though the, the kickoff was past my kids' bedtime. <laughs> uh, they, there were kids out there playing and stuff and having a good time. So this is why I I want like a uh, what's the what's the thing? This is why I'm an advocate for the New Orleans Bowl as a destination because it's a domed stadium. So it doesn't matter if it's bitterly cold in New Orleans, you're still in a dome for the game. You know what I mean? Like that's you know yeah that's that's why I like that one. All right, there's my advocation for uh, New Orleans Bowl. I'm and secret. the players would love it more than, than the Frisco Bowl, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. To, it's easy to get people out of Frisco, right? It's harder to get people out of New Orleans. But, I mean, just that that's, that's the case. I don't know. Somebody should do, uh, like, an indoor stadium at, like, the casino up there in, um, in Oklahoma. <laughs> do a bowl up there. Okay. <laughs> that's that's where it should happen. A little mini Vegas. Um, all right, so let's talk about the game. Uh, and... <sighs> Before I continue here, I'm just going to note that it's difficult to talk about this game and everything else because I think you still have some people that are on that. We got to get angry about what happened. But, like, there's no coach. The coach has been changed. The quarterback that everybody was, you know, meh on, he's going to graduate. He's going to be gone. Um, You know, maybe you didn't like the play calling. He's gone. Everything that you think you don't like, they're gone or they're changing or, you know, something's going to happen. So, um you can't, I, I didn't, I I wrote the preview sort of just sort of about it, but it was real hard to give like the normal preview. Like, all right, when you look at this formation, they're going to be, you know, because like you never know in a bowl game, right? You you never know what, what kind of uh, enthusiasm is going to happen out there. Like I didn't know Boise State and North Texas were going to have some beef, you know, like they were brawling. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, it was crazy. That much animosity on the field or. Uh, and there were no expectations going before even the game started. There was just no expectations on what was going to happen between the two teams. They were, I don't think they were, in 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 hindsight, sure that it looks like a it looks like a good matchup. But before then, I thought that it was not a, a not a even matchup uh, between us and them. And well, I uh, mean that that's the thing, right? Like I think you could say, well, there are two teams that like to run the ball, led by defensive head coaches, at least at the time, right? You know, it's two. Two guys that coach defense, and uh, was it Andy Avalos or something like that? Avalos, and then um, uh, you know Phil Bennett, right? So you'd be like, oh, they're gonna get a little, little crazy with it because they like to run, they like to be physical. But I mean, I think that's that's using hindsight, right? You know, you don't. We didn't know that. We did not guess that. We we're like, we have no idea what this team's gonna be. Both teams had similar profiles, and that the offenses were good sometimes. They like to run. They both failed in their conference championship game. Right against teams that they previously previously done well against, right? So you know, I don't. Know. You yeah, couldn't the, predict it. Yeah, you're right. The storylines storylines were similar. It was a, a good on paper way to to drum up attention and and excitement. But did did they lose their head coach too? No, no. He they lost their offensive coordinator, offensive and that's coordinator. why their Dirk Cutter was there as their their guy. Mm-hmm. He came out of retirement. He was like a special like. He was a special assistant, and then he came out of retirement to be their, like, uh, you know, offensive coordinator. Simplified the offense a little bit. At least that's what they said. And, you know, like, they've been good ever since. Like, still a little bit more focused on, we're going to run the ball. They didn't get cute anymore, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so up in the press box, it was a little crowded. There was actually quite a bit of people up there covering the game. Um, I saw some old... You know, North Texas beat, beat reporters, and uh, Mike Bush walked through the press box. Uh, oh, yeah. There's some Conference USA staff up there watching the game. Just watching the game, man, because they're cold, huh? <laughs> <That's what it laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so, you know, like that, what did you make of the whole Frisco Bowl experience, I guess? Like, was did you get to do any events not tailgating? Uh, no, not really. I, I wanted to walk around and really get pic- pictures, kind of get the sights and sounds, but <clears throat> it's a nice setting. The, the, the stadium itself, Toyota stadium where FC Dallas plays, 
uh, and I think some some high school games are hosted there. Um, there's been yeah. uh, other friendlies, like international friendlies, playing soccer there, and so it's a good it's a good location. It's surrounded by plenty of lights, restaurants, traffic, people, um, so it feels like it's in the middle of a lively environment, which is pretty nice. Um, the main Frisco Square is right next to it, and so there's Christmas lights going all the way down. There's a, a skating rink, ice skating rink, picturesque. Right across the street. Huh? Yeah, it's really nice. And so that kind of helped with the um, experience the, hmm. the for fans and, and opposing fans to come in and stuff. And I had a lot of people stop me and say, hey, where's the entrance? <laughs> well, you can either go, you know, th- this way down the street or this way down the street. And there's an entrance. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. And uh, um, so it was. It Did was you charge for your service? That you're the, you know, <laughs> I, wor- I worked at the mall in college and I would, I put the information booth out of business because they would come and ask me that stuff all the time. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it's not like I knew where everything was. I just looked at the map before I walked up to the stadium and I said, yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine doing that. Imagine going someplace prepared. Huh? Amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy what anxiety does. <laughs> yeah. It's only because I'm crazy person. Uh, all right. So the, the, the atmosphere was good. The tailgating was good. The entertainment on display, North Texas led 10-6 at the half. Some good stuff there. I said I tweeted that it was a classic North Texas game, right? You had an Austinani touchdown pass to Jair Shorter, a great catch. Uh, a touchdown pass to a tight end, uh, Jake Roberts. Uh, a rushing touchdown, some good running. You know, also we threw almost a pick six. Did he throw a pick six? Almost. Almost, right. It was almost like the 15-yard line or something. So I had to go. I had. I went to a birthday party for a neighbor. I'm making friends over here. So we're playing poker, and I had the game on, and I'm also tweeting at the same time. But, you know, the good part about poker, you can check. You know what I mean? Like, all right. People were making jokes the way you do, but then I was doing bowl game stuff. And I was telling one guy, he was like, you know, so I wore... Speaking of, it's a sort of a detour from that same story. Uh, somebody was tweeting, like, you know, North Texas needs to do what, like, Tennessee does. They they sell, like, their, their material. I was like, we do that all the time. It's like in the spring. I know, because I have a jersey. Uh, it's a number six mean green jersey, you know, like for Mason Fine, except it ain't Mason Fine. It's a, uh, 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 what's his face, Williams jersey. Um, and, you know, whatever. I was wearing that one there because I didn't have any clean mean green gear because I had wore it already all out. Uh, so I had, I had the same problem. <laughs> so I was wearing that jersey, which is fine, but it just kind of it feels like you know, like you're in high school and you wear your jersey before game day. It feels like that, right? So I'm <laughs> uh, like on game day, like to the pep rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm wearing a jersey, and you know I'm sitting there, you know, they're like so mean green, whatever. I'm like, yeah, Asanani, he's good. You know, he's 33 touchdown, 32 touchdown passes on the season, but he's throwing like five pick sixes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, really? then the next play. Interception. <laughs> He's going back. And they're like, man, you're you're right. I was like, yeah, yeah I mean, I know the team. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, Ani's going to Ani. He he did exactly what we expected him to do. Yeah, and so, um, I don't know. I mean, like, even there's very little for me to, to think about or complain about that way because it's all going to change, right? Again, like, did I love that strategy of punting from the own two, their own two-yard line on 4th and eleven? No, I feel like you just go for it. And some people are like, well, you want to extend the game. But to me, like the odds are so low that you punt it, get a stop, um, field the punt in a better field position, and then get that, you know, and, and also still have enough time left to drive and score. That's a lot. And it, it ended up working out, but it ended up out on fourth and nine from like just 10 yards ahead of where they were. So I don't know that anything changed too much. I think the answer is don't be in a fourth and 11 at your own five yard line, you know, but what are you going to do? I guess that's the <laughs> lesson you can learn. Sure. Uh, but you know, Phil Bennett's leading the charge. It makes sense from, from that, from that view, yeah. viewpoint, play, play the defense. Um, yeah. And it, it, it did work out. I, I think I thought, so I thought the, the defense did okay. Uh, I don't think they did bad. They they were able to control the game. They were able to stay keep the offense in the game. The offense had plenty of opportunities to 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 keep the defense off the field. Uh, I think it could have been a bigger North Texas win, um, but like you said, there's not not too much to to gain from that. I think I think we were better than 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 Boise State, uh, except for 
but turnovers. And I think that's what really changed the game, um, gave Boise State more opportunities to, to march down the field. And once they got that momentum going, uh, it was pretty difficult to stop them towards the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, it was a classic thing, right? Like, I like Phil Bennett a lot, and I think he came in and shorted up the defense a ton. But I think this was, like, the second time they allowed 300-plus yards rushing this season. Maybe the third, because I think UAB did it to him. But UAB ran all over him. UTSA ran all over him in the championship game. Uh, and then they had big yards in that first October game. UNLV ran all over him. SMU could have ran all over him, but they threw all over him instead. Um, and, you know, I was, like, Boise State just dominated this game. Uh, you know, I saw a lot of dudes playing hard. Um, but, you know, the the output was that the defense, want, defense wasn't so great. And so I think we're just going to pivot a little bit. Uh, we'll mix in some more of your, your bowl reflections. Uh, that's concave reflection, right? Convex? I forget now. Uh, if you're staring into a bowl, then it's not Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> it's not something I need every day. Uh, one of my friends is a laser scientist, and so I make stupid jokes like that to him, and he gets mad because he's like, that's not I'm like, I don't need it for my job, man. <laughs> you know, the you're the guy that needs to know that stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. So like, uh, you know, moving on. I think Eric Morris is starting to make some choices. You know, he's uh, he's lost a couple people. This is what you expect. I bet after National Signing Day, the Wednesday, the early signing period, um, we'll we'll learn some stuff. Coaches will move hither and thither. Uh, you know, there's obviously haven't hasn't been a, a an offensive staff announced. I think Eric Morris um, will run his own offense or implement his own offensive ideas. He might get a guy to call his own plays, but be on the lookout for an inside re- receiver coach or outside receiver coach, uh, passing game, you know, coordinator, maybe offensive coordinator, and then he's going to be, you know, the head coach, but leaning towards offense. Definitely need a new defensive guy. Um, we don't know who that's going to be, that kind of stuff. I, and, um, I mean, you can look at FCS UIW and get an idea of what he did there. I think that was just a little bit different because he just needed guys that could recruit talent and put in a defense and then do something. Uh, at North Texas, it's going to be a little bit different, right? He can get, he's going to have a little more money to get better guys, like more experienced kind of dudes. But none of that stuff is on the table. We don't know. We don't know yet, right? We know he knows a lot of coaches. He said that. And that's true. But we don't know where he's going to lean. I thought it was interesting that Seth Luttrell went with Troy Reffitt when he first came here. That was Troy Reffitt, Mike Eckler, and they you know, a very aggressive defense at first. And then he was like, oh, "Let's get a little more passive, a little bit more, keep it in front of you," and that ended up with a you know Phil Bennett type deal, uh, which was, by the way, very John Sklidany just wrapping it all up. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, very true. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I think all of that said, that's that's coming up. It's coming up. It's it's uh well well I think it's time for like a different voice in the defensive locker room. Uh, Katie Davis is he's okay. I, don't, I know a lot of you don't follow me on Twitter, uh, but I tweeted is Katie Davis okay? And then he said yes, I'm fine. And then his mom was like, yeah, he's all good. So that's that's the cool part about Twitter is that you can just put it all the way out there. You don't have to like you know my sources report that. I say, hey, is Katie you good? And he said, yeah, I'm good. And so I think he just pulled something. He's okay. Uh, he declared for the draft today. Yeah, and good on him. Um, I look forward to seeing uh, where he lands, uh, if he goes on. I have no idea on his grade. I haven't looked into it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it would be great if he'd be, be one of those, you know, round seven type guys. But it's going to be a pretty elite draft, I feel. And yeah. so it's going to be pretty difficult to get in there. Yeah, I mean... If you look back at some of the North Texas dudes, right, like uh, Zach Orr had a nice career. Um, and you look at uh, some other Conference USA dudes, like the the dude from, oh, I forget his name, Say, uh, Aziz Al Shair, right? He's playing for the 49ers now. He's a Conference oh, yeah, USA yeah. linebacker. FAU. Yeah. Um, and you try to figure out where KD Davis fits in that. He can run. I mean, he's not the fastest dude. You know, he wasn't chasing down, like, Frank Harris and some of these other guys. But he can run a little bit. Like, he's not slow, which is good. Um, you know, and he's the leading tackler, so you know he knows the game, right? Uh, I think those two things will intrigue enough people that he gets a shot. 
I think the question is going to be like, can he do it at an elite level, right? Because uh, that's 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 the NFL, and I think somebody's going to take a flyer on him, and he'll probably get a chance to do some things, you know, like do some special team stuff, and then maybe be like a backup guy, get some spot duty. That's what happened with Al Shaheer, and he he you know is a starter now for the Niners. Yeah, he's uh, flourishing, and you you look for a guy that has. If we're talking about a guy from the mid majors, yeah. the G five level. It, you want that production, and Katie Davis definitely has that production, being the leading tackler, I think, every single year. Yeah, yeah, he had 462 or something like that. Like, he set the record, you know. Um, he he can do it. Um, I think somebody's going to give him a shot. But, you know, I mean, it's, it might be like Probably a, the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's any team that watches Conference USA, it's the, it's the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. They, they had picked a, up Wilson, uh, Richie James. Al-Shair, uh, uh Nick Mullins. They had Nick Mullins Nick on the squad. Mullins, yeah. I think did they have also the uh, Edo Smith for a little bit? I think he was in. He, they looked. He was in the league. He, I forget. He was a Falcons. I was a Falcons. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. They, I think the Forty ers They'll take a look. They like to peek around. Uh, the Dolphins drafted. You know, the Dolphins had two, two Conference USA corners for a, for a bit. Um, and now, you know, they went and got Jeff Wilson, you know, and I think McDaniels has ties to the Niners. They might look around. You never know. Right. I think you go where the talent is. You go find guys that could play. And then if everybody's looking at the same guy at Alabama, right, somebody has to find somebody else. Like, OK, we get it. That guy's good. Who else is good? We need somebody else to play. You want to hedge your bets on somebody, you know, in the later rounds or, or in pa- practice squad guys that, you know, can produce. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get NFL dudes in Conference USA. Uh, you know, that in North Texas has had a ton. Credit to Seth Latrell and his staff for, you know, putting those guys out there. There's a lot of dudes that can play. And I think there's a, at least one or two on the squad that might have a shot of doing that. Um, I mean, maybe not being drafted, but, you know, definitely being considered. Um, all right, so... Already lost a couple commits. This is not unusual. We had a coaching change. It was a bit surprising that some of these guys didn't change uh, their commitment status earlier. Uh, I don't think that the commitment pool was very large anyway. It's not a lot of high school dudes uh, that way. That I think it was going to be a lot of transfer. I think Seth was planning to go real transfer heavy, um, and or just kind of hedge in his bet. He didn't know. You know, I think he, that's what was frustrating him about recruiting. Is that uh, you know he felt like he didn't really have uh, the support of the organization, which is hurting his job, which is you know hurting his <laughs> support with the organization, and it was just feeding itself. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, I don't think it's a bit late to get anybody in the transfer portal. Um, but I think friend of the show uh, Ryan was out there saying, you know what? I noticed that the Wazoo receiver is in the transfer portal. I, I think, you know, there might be a little of that, maybe a few uh, UIW guys, right? You know, a little tap on the shoulder, like, hey, y'all went to the SEF playoffs. Uh, you played North Dakota North Dakota State, you know, mm-hmm. down to the wire. Maybe one or two of y'all come up, you know? Yeah, there's definitely that connection, um, and it could be to UIW or other another FCS squad that, He's got a pipeline too that can get that that the the best of that division can produce results at at our level. Mason Richards, and, he did a good job. Yeah, get one or two of those guys that can fill gaps, and and that's what what will help um, that transition period while you wait for your uh, underclassmen to uh, the the high school guys to to develop. Yeah, and I think. That's the deal right now, right? Like, everybody's focusing on the transfer portal. All well and good. I think you have to make that part of – you have to change the way you've been doing it, right? Like, you have to recruit the guys in your squad, and I think I might be cribbing some notes from various coaches that have said this. Everybody said a version of this. You have to recruit the guys in your squad, then, you know, recruit from the transfer portal. But I I think you can't ignore high school. you got to get those guys in. And you might feel like, you know what, I'm bringing them in here, and I'm basically just training up. I mean, my opposition's squad. But I think that kind of stuff builds relationships, right? If you're still recruiting high school guys, maybe they go somewhere else and then they come back. That's how North Texas got Tommy Bush. He went off to Georgia and, you know, he put in some time and then he ended up coming back to North Texas. 
um, you know, like he, he made his way here. The the work and the relationships that were built paid off, paid dividends. You know, he you know he's representing North Texas now, uh, or was you know all that good stuff. So I think you have to make it part of your strategy, and you know you can't just cut it all the way off. Um, and I think there's in the same way that the transfer portal was for a brief time, very brief time, a way like an underlooked place, a place to get some talent. Where all the coaches were all reticent, like I don't know, what's this guy tra- transferring for? I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, maybe he has bad attitude or whatever. And then a lot of guys didn't touch it. There was a, a, an untapped, you know, talent pool. Now it's kind of flipped a little bit. Now there's a lot of high school dudes that can play, but are not being, you know, recruited because everybody's focusing on the transfer portal. So, um, I would like to see Eric Morris. You know, obviously, he has to get his staff in place to look at the high school you know, ranks and, and see if we can't get one or two guys that will be good North Texas players. And they don't need to be difference makers year one, but I think they'll be, they'll be a big part of the program uh, if it's done right. Yeah, he's got to establish that pipeline, reestablish the contacts that, that Seth Luttrell had, make sure he doesn't lose anybody that he might be getting from from that recruitment pool, um, and, you know, make, make a stamp like Dan McCartney had beast Texas with, with his coaching staff and uh, Seth Luttrell had what Oklahoma or yeah. whatever. Um, trailers got the, the, the San Antonio area or South <laughs> Texas. Yeah. Um, so everybody's got to have that identity in order to, to, you know, create the, the thing that, Hey, this is our pipeline. This is where we get our guys. And so um, that's a lot of work, especially this late in the game. And uh, Seth Luttrell had to do the same thing when he we, when he first got here. I think um, Frank Wilson was a commit before we flipped to S- San Antonio. I mean UTSA. And you mean Frank Harris, only, but yeah, Frank Harris. Yeah. yeah, I don't even remember what I said. Um, and Dion Hare Griffin was Luttrell's only commit that stayed with North Texas, and so he had to fill a whole class uh, right after McCartney was fired. Yeah, and so you know. Deion Hare Griffin, he, he was supposed to be like a little scat wide receiver kind of dude. You know what I mean? Like guy can catch it, a little mm-hmm. slot receiver guy. He didn't really pan out that way. He had a lot of speed, and I think they tried him here and there. But, you know, he didn't do as well as anybody wanted on the field. But I think he was like a big locker room presence. Like everybody, you know, he was like preaching and stuff. Whatever. Uh, and that's what I'm saying is that like you don't always just get guys because, you know, like you know what they could do. Uh, on the field, obviously you want you want a bunch of guys that can <laughs> Hall of Famers, but if you get some locker room guys, that's very important to your to your program as well. And like I think was Harris, <laughs> that, yeah, he he right. <laughs> he performed and maybe nobody liked him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I think that's the deal, right? Is that like there have been some North Texas teams that uh didn't like each other, right? And then there's been some North Texas teams that really liked each other. And I think this is one of those. Like, I mean, I, I wasn't there. You know, I, mean, I wasn't in the, all that. But you get that sense that everybody was committed to finishing what was important. They believed in a lot of what the coaching staff said. And I think that's real cool. That's a testament to a lot, what a lot of people were saying about Seth Luttrell. That he's a good coach. He's a good man. And that, you know, like the program is in a good place. Uh, none of that means that I don't think that he should have been fired or, you know, let go. Uh, but I think that those are those are reasons to think that he did a good job. Um, yeah, you didn't get that feeling that there was a toxic locker room environment or, or that he had lost the locker room or anything like that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, so uh, Eric Morris has big shoes to fill in that respect and that he has to keep that going. And I think, you know, from what I remember of his UIW teams, it was very similar. Like nobody, it wasn't a bad program. He built a, a culture. Some of that was easy, right? Because he was starting from zero, basically. But also he was starting from zero. It was like negative, right? Because the program started, but also they were losing. So it was, uh, you know, you come in, you say, everything you've been doing is bad. You got to listen. You want to keep losing the way you're doing it? And you're like, okay. And so they, they fall. Seth Luttrell had a little of that too, right? He's like, that's that's one of 15, uh, you know, like performance. You know, I want to win. And, you know, it's easy. Like, yeah, he's right. We we, we lost a lot of games. Time to go win. Um but then that changes now, right? Like, you know, he always said, you, you try to turn it over to the players and they, they're leading the culture. How do you change that now? Everybody's a leader now. Everybody has a positive culture, a winning culture. And so you have to adopt that and then take it to the new to a new level. So it, it's not an easy job, 
but I think it's um, it's a unique one, and I'd rather be a fan of a program in that position than being like, oh, well, we're terrible. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I agree too. And like you were saying, he's got to he's got to deal with the new um, the new transfer portal situation with the high school recruiting and the NIL situation because uh, it's basically turning into like a free agency. Yeah. And I think it should be treated that way because if you, if you've got if one of your own recruits doesn't pan out, you plug it plug a hole and and check in the transfer portal and I think it should I think that yeah, I think it's okay. If 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 a guy doesn't doesn't have starting time, he's been there 2 years, he doesn't see a path to starting time because he's a, a you know, a four star at, at Alabama and everybody ahead of him are five stars, elite yeah. talents. Then yeah, go back to where you should have gone, a place like North Texas or or Troy or Utah State, a place like that where you do you know it's the the big fish in the little pond kind of thing. Like why would yeah. you go there when you could be a stud here, kind of thing? Yeah, I mean I think there's a lot of people that get get a little taste of both worlds, right? Like, um, I mean you think about Katie Davis, right? He almost went to Texas A&M, and I'm sure that would have been fun, going to a big school, uh, you know, like a hundred thousand people in the stands all the time. And everybody caring about it, but they had a terrible season. You know what I mean? Uh, it was pretty awful, and yeah, that would have several sucked. seasons. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so you know, like I think you're right. I think it's fine if you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go to North Texas and be the star of the show, and then once I'm got, I'm gonna do like uh, the Murphy Twins and go to UCLA, UCLA, sort of level up, get the big college experience, but also did some things at the at the G5 level, and then vice versa. As, as you said, I think that both paths are good paths. Where you're like, you know what? I've been out here. Uh, like Alec Morris did that, right? I've been in Alabama, won a national championship. I think he won. He won a national championship, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And you know, enjoyed all this, but now it's time to go. I don't know. Maybe throw a football in a game. You know, so we go to North Texas and we go <laughs> do that. And uh, you know, I think those are those are fine. Whatever. I think mean, we we are rooting for the the jersey and the university and all the other good stuff. And a little bit of the people. Like I was rooting for UCLA. I wanted I wanted those guys to do well. Um. All right, so I don't think it's a bad thing, right? So here, consider this, that Seth Luttrell, I don't mean to harp on it, but like he had a good spot, but it was the, the momentum was stopped, right? Like in terms of fan support and engagement, uh, a series of seven and seven, nine, you know, just basically middling seasons. Uh, whatever good you had was measured, was, you know, counteracted by equal bad or equal yeah. dissatisfaction. Couldn't, couldn't get past a certain wall. Yeah, and so... If North Texas got to another bowl game next year and the the AAC championship game, it would have been a lot of people saying, "I don't know, man, I don't want to get hurt again." <laughs> well, you know, it's the same old thing, and that's tough, right? Because uh, you you want enthusiasm, so you get an Eric Morrison here, and even though the recruiting is not where he wants it to be, uh, you know, like just everything is in flux, he still has that momentum, and he has all of the benefit of the doubt, right? He's not going to get questioned until about, let's say, three or four games in the season. And that, that really depends on what happens to those three or four games. Because Seth Luttrell's first season, uh, that was a very terrible offensive season. I mean, just by pure numbers. It was almost as bad as one of Dan McCartney's seasons, or I think it was uh, one of Todd Dodge's seasons. Uh, it was just, it was like, this is not good. This is, there's, they're not really doing anything. But you watched it, and and you were thinking, well, I see some some glimmers of hope and this and that because you're talking about a new coach and yeah, new I mean, wrinkles and yeah, this and that. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that like we gave him a lot of slack, and I think a lot of people don't really remember that that they got shut out by Florida, and then they started the first half against Rice, basically terrible. So it was like going. It was about to be six quarters of zero points, and I think the total offense was at like maybe 85 yards. Uh, but we, how we played Florida, we all we don't remember that we got shut out. We remember that we only kept them to as, like however many points that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but I remember the offense being terrible, uh, and then I remember that I was watching them. Right, so I was like, I remember saying, I was like, you know, to my wife, they haven't scored in like five quarters now, and uh, it's you know this is not good. And then it was like fourth fourth down, and he threw like a I was third and eighteen or something like that, and he completed that pass. Uh, Mason Fine to what's his face? Oh, Kieran Rutherford. There you go. And then uh, that that was it. It changed everything from that point. Uh, my point in all that is not to just rehash old things, but to say that 
even at that point, nobody was calling for Seth Luttrell's job, right? <laughs> even at the yeah. worst. It was early in the thing, and it was still... So Eric Morris is going to have a lot of goodwill for a long time, unless, of course, he does like a Mike Sanford and starts getting blown out all the time. I was like, oh, man, this is a bad job. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> bad. bad AD. Bad. <laughs> if he starts dressing really nicely, then, then <laughs> the red flags are going to start going up. Yeah, Valdo starts taking notes. Like, oh, okay, okay, I like that. He's window pane is back. All right, <laughs> almost suits. Uh, so, uh, just speaking of Eric Morris, he has the very West Texas. He's wearing the vest all the time. He has the cowboy boots. Uh, I mean, you know, are you a fan? I mean, he looks nice. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get to talk to him. I think I'm taller than him now that I that I'm Dang. Well, I mean, uh, where we. I think Seth the Trail is about our height, right? Is what it was. Maybe just a little he smidge was like shorter. 5'11". Right, maybe a smidge. Back. Yeah, yeah. All of that the blocking probably knocked him down a couple. You know, just a couple, couple of centimeters, <laughs> millimeters there. You know, just smashing into people. So, uh, you know, th- there you go. You get a tower over him at media days. Like, hey, uh. Well, <laughs> and that's funny because I think, I think uh, Latrell and Graham Harrell are probably the same height. Yeah. But I feel like I tower over Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell. You mean Eric Morris? What are you talking about? No, yeah. Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell's like 6'3". Graham Harrell? Yeah. I thought he was like 5'10". No, he's like 6'3". No. He's I swear. Graham Harrell's like 6'3". Because like I was walking past, I, I was at the athletic center a couple of years ago, and he was like going down the steps, and I was going up the steps, and I felt like, wait. Wait, so a guy walking down the steps, you're like, man, look at me towering over this guy. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> much bigger than this. I'm like... Uh, uh, landing <laughs> taller than him. Right, I'm looking it up right now. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, do they have his height anymore? Anywhere? On Wikipedia, I am sure. I mean, I have to put this mic down. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I I am almost positive. It says six taller. two. You're not six two, man. You're not That's towering over. To, yeah. <laughs> That's a lie. So he's six two. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Aldo, <laughs> Aldo thinks he's tall. Were you wearing <laughs> lifts in your shoes? Is that what happened? <laughs> You're walking around the athletic center in your high heels. <laughs> um, all right. Now, see, you completely derailed this podcast. Now, I don't even know what I was talking about. What were you talking about? Start over. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Like, so I forget how, how tall is Jared Mosley, our athletic director? He's about eight foot ten inches. Yeah, so I, I was wondering, do we have the biggest AD head coach height disparity, height margin <laughs> yeah. in the nation? I think we do. I mean, I don't know. I don't know all the ads, but I don't know a lot of them are that tall, and I don't know a lot of our the head coaches that short. You know, a guy who's nicknamed the Elf. You know what I mean? They don't do that because he's you know he's tall. It's not ironical. You know. Uh, mostly play ACU. Yeah. I'm Googling it right now. All right, sweet. Um, all right, so like as as we Google, uh, the the other thing to, to look out for right now is basketball. Uh, I try to get uh, Greg on the show, but he's busy praising other podcasts. He's over there tweeting about it. I saw uh, Ethan, Ethan Mooney is going to do a, a podcast. I DM'd him. I said, hey, man, do your show. That'd be great. And then come on the Mingo Nation podcast and advertise it. So we'll see if that works. It's me. Uh, booking guests there. Yeah, look at that. Did you find it? Work it. No. Our website sucks. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, uh, besides all that, um, you know, like there, everybody's doing a glad handing. There's some more glad handing to be had. It's open to the public. I think it's Wednesday at like one thirty or something like that. They're they're doing another uh, meet and greet kind of deal. And uh, yeah. I yeah. think at Loveless, where, where are they doing it? Uh, I forget. They're, they're doing. There's an email going around. You can find it on the mingreensports.com. I'll give you all the details. I can't make it, uh, unfortunately. Again, got family in town. Everybody's here. You know, gather around for Christmas. <sighs> Holiday season. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go to Florida for to to meet meet and greet with with relatives as well. Don't I see you all every year, Jeez. I want to see that. I want to see the tall AD. <laughs> well, we go because it's at the at the beach, but yeah. it's going to be twenty eight degrees. <laughs> yeah, and bad planning there, right? You have like a plan B, uh, a safety a, a, a no. safety vacation. No, 
um yeah i mean so we're we're up here in the mid it's gonna be negative five uh that's gonna be the low in like two days uh up here so it's gonna be real cold but you know in the very midwestern now i'm talking about how i've weatherproofed all the windows like you feel that you can't feel nothing ain't no draft getting through there ain't no snow coming through there let me tell you what uh so that's what's happening here you know in case you wanted you if you're in denton or in the dallas fort worth area should go to the meet and greet and see what's up you know go talk to them they're gonna do a little press conference uh so far we've already seen glimpses of them you know it's like been trailers movie trailers uh you know you see eric morris walking through apogee they landed in the plane um what else and they've uh uh they've done a little this and that right you know and all that's good and uh you know he gave a little speechy speech at the tailgate you know uh i think it was uh i forget the guy's name but he he cut the video off right when he's like, you know, I don't really like about North Texas. Okay. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's so good. All right. Uh and one thing I don't like, okay, and then he cut off the video. <laughs> like, what didn't you like? Uh I think it's basically somebody said it was SMU and, and TCU. I think we can reignite a lot of enthusiasm. I think you saw a taste of it there at the at the tailgates and stuff. That's good. That's what you want. People excited about North Texas football again. That's why you fired a coach. That's why it's easy to find a coach. It's an easy way to in introduce enthusiasm. But it has diminishing returns, right? It's like pulling the quarterback for the backup. You can do it once. You can do it maybe even five times, <laughs> the way Seth Luttrell did. But after a while, you're like, it seems like you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what are you doing? Maybe we fired a coach. So you start firing the coach, and then you start saying, maybe we should fire the guy that hires the coach. You know? You start doing that. Same thing happens. Well, um, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you pick somebody else to hire the coach. I guess is what the the answer would be there. Um, I mean, you know, that's just how it works. So I think this is good. It's it's not something you want to, not a button you want to smash very often. And I think it was fine. It was seven years. Uh, you know, we we figured out what it was. Well, and it, and for us, a team like us, like a G five team, it's it, something we can't afford either. It's yeah. you get, that payout is expensive, and we don't have that much fundraising ability that other other schools might have to be able to replace a coach that easily. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, I said it, Seth Luttrell had a fair shot. He had a he had a fair shot. He, he did. He, he, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, Given so the resources, the coaching staff. Yeah, and so I think we're gonna go all in on Eric Morris. Uh, it's a new conference that whole deal um you know i think north texas should be able to compete in there step one get a quarterback again is a quarterback on the on the roster i don't know we'll learn a lot by what happens in the transfer portal and i mean there's a lot of time it, it, it the signing day happens you know wednesday but there's a lot of time the portal just opens you know it's open for a while um the second signing period ends in february but then you have the summer uh, and then, like, the early fall, you never know, right? You know, North Texas got Grant Gannell late. They got Jace Reuter late. North Texas could get a guy like that late, you know, at the very least. But somebody that fits. <laughs> somebody fits. that will never contribute. <laughs> Some guy that comes in and watches the other guy do stuff. Um, but, I mean, it, there, there's reason to be enthusiastic about that stuff, right? Like, it could be that we have the guys on the, on the squad already, and they're able to go do some things, right, just with a different guy in their ear, a different guy coaching them, just a different perspective, maybe unlocks something else in them, you know what I mean? Uh, well, and I don't think it's bad. And then there's a reason that Eric Morse is the head coach. He's got that ability. He has those connections. It's it's what he can do, and, and so we just got to wait and see what he does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, speaking about like Mike Leach and stuff, the guy I wanted, or the guy I thought we should have pursued, is maybe uh, was it Kitley when he went over to Western Kentucky and he took um, uh, Bailey Zappi with him. Uh, yeah, okay. Officially, he went out of, of his own accord, and Bailey Zappi just made a decision to go of his own accord to Western Kentucky. And the, his two-star receivers, you know, surveyed the landscape and they made a decision that uh, the school in Bowling Green was the best decision for them. You know, just all independent nothing related to each other uh you know like at north texas has had the you know top three offense in the in the conference like three four years straight whatever it is so on by that note you're like well it wasn't a bad decision they went to the conference championship game 
So you're like, wasn't a bad decision. They beat a top 25 team. So then you're like, okay, it wasn't a bad decision. But, uh, you know, like, you know, West Kentucky went to a conference championship game. Uh, they didn't beat any top 25 teams. And, you know, so there you go. You're like, well, it's about the same output. Yes and no. No and yes. I think <laughs> I would have liked to see that kind of deal there, right? They followed Bailey Zappi up with Austin Reed, and I think Reed's been good. I think they're retaining him. Whatever. We don't, have to, we don't have to care about West Kentucky anymore, but I think you get my point, is that hopefully we find a guy, this is the guy, that can bring in quarterback talent like that. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you watch Bailey Zappi. When, when, they, when the Patriots turned to him, everybody was excited because of the type of output he put out at, at Western Kentucky. You saw Tennessee Titans turn to Malik Willis, another uh, G5 guy from yeah. Liberty. Um, and so it's it's like we can be a place like that. We can be able to churn out, maybe not churn out, but but produce a guy like like Bailey Zappi, uh, Nick Mullins, Malik Willis, um, all, all those guys. Uh, Mike White played at Western Kentucky. Mike White, yeah. yeah, and he's doing great. I would prefer him to play uh, <laughs> over Zach Wilson because it means better <laughs> fantasy output for guys like Elijah Moore. But <laughs> I'm not. Uh, that's just not not the point right now. <laughs> uh yeah i think that's a, is that a good goal can we say that all right look here's here's the thing Our early early goal for from us at mingreenation.com by the way have you noticed everybody's uh addressing mingreenation all the time right zach uh, uh i mean katie davis is like mingreenation i'm leaving Rand baker mingreenation i am leaving. it's been so great everybody's yeah, talking great. <laughs> yeah it just it popularized i literally like, i looked around when i when i started mingreenation i think it was like 2009 uh there was nobody was saying that, so I was like, "Let me, let me, let me do it." Right? It's a thing, and it, it people had said it, but I was like, "This is gonna be the thing," because there's not really a nation. And then now, more and more, Big Green Nation. Let me tell you, uh, I just want to tell you. I think Eric Morris is like, "Being Green Nation, just thanks for coming out." Yeah, whatever. Um, Free advertising. Yes. Yeah. Being Green Nation. That So again, the thing. Let's put it down on him. Right. Have a quarterback play. In the NFL, that that is a reasonable expectation. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's what I'm saying, right? Like <laughs> Southern Miss, Western Kentucky. At Western Kentucky has two of them. They have Mike White, you know, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, yeah. Uh, probably Austin Reed. Yeah. So is Austin Ani that you know that obviously begs the question: Is Austin Ani going to play in the NFL? I think he has the tools, like arm talent and that kind of stuff, but I think there's a lot of mentality stuff there, like seeing the field, throwing guys open, making, you know, this kind of throw, that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if he has that at the level required, but whatever. Maybe just better qu- quarterback coaching. I don't know. I think he's, he has the ability to make make it to a practice squad. Yeah. Um, minimum. Yeah. So so you have that. Uh, who else? Um, I think UTSA had a guy make a practice squad. I forget his name now. The guy played uh, against North Texas in uh, in the Mason Fine comeback game. I forget his name. Um, I'm just thinking through everybody else. Didn't uh, didn't FIU put a guy in the NFL? Yes. Uh, actually, I thought he was going to be better than he turned out to be. Um, <laughs> was was he a crystal ball guy? No, no. He was a he was a Butch Davis guy. Butch Davis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like a, one of the top-rated quarterbacks of that year. Yeah, I forget. I, yeah, me too. Uh, but he beat Mason Fine out for for Player of the Year, I think. So you have that guy, and then you have. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head right now. Anybody else? Marshall, no. Rakeem Cato didn't play in the NFL, but you know, and Chad Pennington's way back in the day, so he doesn't count. Um, what else? That's, that's about it. I can't think of anybody else. Oh, Old Dominion. Old Dominion put a guy in there. Taylor Heineke. He, I think he I briefly played. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Old Dominion. Yeah, he's an Old Dominion guy. Um, that's about all I can think of right now. But so it's it's like three or four teams have put a guy that's taking snaps in the NFL. I think we can say that's the that's a goal, right? But can we do that? Can we get a guy out there just take some snaps after like the you know just whatever mop up duty? I'll take mop up duty, NFL guy. Um, yeah. So there you, there it is, Eric Morris. Laid down a gauntlet. I don't <laughs> there it is. Uh, we don't have our sound guy here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're wrapping this up. Again, uh, don't forget to go to mingrenation.com. 
Uh, be on the lookout for some more news. Uh, there's NIL news. There's one of the recent posts has one of those things. You can click on it and find out what we're trying to do. Uh, people, uh, not just me. Somebody's like, is it just you? You're just out there woman. I was like, no, it's not just me. And even if it was me, like, what's the difference? You know? Um, uh, yeah, so, like, you know, people people have been asking questions. Some people have signed up for the email list. I haven't sent anything out. So if you're listening to this and like, yeah, I signed up. I didn't get anything yet. Uh, it's because, you know, I just wanted to wait, you know, uh, a week before I sent something out. And I'm going to get a professional PR guy to send it out, too. It's not even going to be me. You know, you're like, I'm tired of reading that guy's stuff, man. You got somebody else out there? Yeah, I'm pull a guy from the bullpen. You know, <laughs> he's going to do it. A closer. Uh, anyway, so th- that's what's happening. Uh, more more on that, like I said, later. F- sign up for the NIL thing. And if you get the the, the occasional Mingri Nation newsletter, uh, I, you should have got an email with uh, a link to sign up to that other one. Because I don't want to spam you about that one. Like, I didn't sign up for this here, buddy. I was like, when in political ads, you're just asking me for money all the time. It's not going to be that. So... You can sign yourself up for the other thing. Make a choice. Uh, other than that, like I said, be on the lookout. If you follow me on Twitter, you don't. I don't think everybody, there's like, what, 3,000-something followers on Mingo Nation, the Twitter handle. Uh, I don't think anybody, all of 3,000 are going to come over. But if uh, if you are maybe, I don't say concerned, slightly concerned, that Twitter might be very rickety or brittle in the coming year, uh, at least we'll have a place to kind of have the same conversations we do uh, on on the forum, maybe. Uh, so Except that's more free. Yeah, a little, little bit more free. Uh, so there you go. That, that's what's happening on Mingry Nation. We're going to be talking some basketball soon. If I can get a hold of Greg, uh, we you know I think uh, uh, we're, we might have some freelance stuff coming up uh, about some basketball things and basketball is happening. And that's when Aldo goes back to the sideline. You know, we can round of applause. And go to sleep. <laughs> and he doesn't wake up until fall practice. <laughs> Dig a hole in the backyard. <laughs> go in there. Yeah, he, it's it's real crazy. One rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you give him rotisserie chicken, a little apple cider, a little whiskey in there, and then he comes out. <laughs> and then I think you have just the slightest, slightest, like, 5 o'clock shadow after three months, six months. Just, just on the tip of my chin. No <laughs> There you go. The great Aldo Beast goes back into <laughs> <she> goes <laughs> to the time. <laughs> so majestic. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Attenborough or David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch how he gingerly digs the hole. <laughs> places <laughs> himself in it. <laughs> so I don't get a hangnail. Yeah. <laughs> Watch as he places his phone on the charger. <laughs> Sets his out of office. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Go Green. Go Green.